Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. This episode is sponsored by my group coaching program, Pendulum. So if you are looking to align yourself in your business, you want to eliminate burnout and hustle, this is for you. If you feel like you have been on like the diet, self-sabotage, hamster wheel, and you just want to feel good in your body, like regardless of what you're doing with training and nutrition, this is for you. If you struggle with anxiety or depressive spirals, and maybe there's trauma or maybe not even trauma with a capital T, but there are some past hurts that have created this, this is for you. If you feel like there's something wrong with you and you don't know what it is, but you feel like that's true, this is for you. If you want to become more connected to yourself and who you are meant to become and find out what even that is, this is for you. If you want to remove the unworthiness and step into deep self-love, this is for you. And if you want to shatter any damn limiting belief that's holding you back, this is for you. Maybe you have done all the mindset work. You've bought the books. You've listened to the podcast. Maybe you've made some progress in the past and you feel like you keep backsliding or you feel like you can't get past this point that you're at now. This is for you. This is a six-month, very intensive, co-nourishing program. And by that, I mean that you are in community with other women. There are other women who have come to the table, they are working on themselves, and they are supporting you in this process. And whether or not you are, maybe you're too shy to put yourself out there in front of other people, this container is so safe. And when other people share you reap the benefits. Maybe you don't want to share. Maybe you don't want to talk. That's okay. Because this program is designed where you can do the work individually and together in a way where it doesn't, you don't have to necessarily share um, in order to reap the benefits. Now, if you do, of course, of course, that would be really helpful. And you are helping other people by sharing your story, but it's not necessary. If my last group is any indicator that this stuff works. Oh my goodness. There were so many friendships and deep relationships cultivated during this process. There was so much support, so much love. And you guys get me in your face, (laughs) loving, supporting, and being there for you. I am so, so, so dedicated to the women in all of my programs, um, and especially this group program. It is very near and dear to my heart. So if this sounds like something just even a little bit intriguing for you. We can do this in multiple ways. You can slide up in my DMs um, at Extel Rose on Instagram. We can chat back and forth. I would love to talk to you about it. Or you can go ahead and book a discovery call with me and we can sit face to face and have that conversation too. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and I absolutely love knowing like what you're going through so I can really see if it's a good fit for you or not because it may not be and that's okay. 
So if you go to crystalrose.com, you click on coaching, there's more information about the pendulum program, about what I do, about what it looks like, everything that you get. And if you still have questions, you can absolutely reach out to me at Rose on Instagram. We start in January and it is going to be the best way to kick off a new year and not just a new year, a new life because this program will help you transform into the woman that you're meant to become, the woman you already are. And there is no backsliding. I hope to see you in there. Now back to the show. Hey there, friend, and welcome back to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Rose. I am so happy you're here today because we have another one of our infamous girlfriend chats. Yep. Deb is here. Say hey, Deb. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Deb is here with us today and we are going to just get into it just like we always do. Uh, I love, love, love these episodes, you guys. I love my solo ones. Those are fun. I love interviewing, you know, all these different women, but my, my chats with Deb are so dear to my heart because I just feel like so much magic comes from them. Don't you? Don't you feel like? I think so. I love it. I feel like they're so magical. (laughs) Well, and it's so funny because, well, anytime, you know, we, we're messaging and you're like, um, okay, time for a new, epi- like, let's go, time for a new one. I swear to God, every time you message, message me, I'm like, shit, what are we going to talk about? And then, <laughs> no, like, I'm not even joking, like, the next day, something just, like, happens or things are happening and I'm just like, oh, that's perfect. We got to talk about that's that. That's it. <laughs> so something is just always happening in all of our lives, right? But, like, just yeah. for some reason, it just, like, is always heavy on my heart and I'm like... There you go. That's what I we're love talking it. about. And yeah. I, I also like pretty much always put what we're going to talk about on you. I don't know if you've realized. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I, I put it on you because I'm like, well, I know I steer the, the direction of like my solo episodes, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, when I have a guest on, it's dependent on what their jam is, you know? And, and so there's that. And so like, I love having like a fresh perspective, like coming in and being like, Hey, I want to talk about this, or this is coming up with my friends. Cause it just makes me feel like we're, we're in it. You know, yeah. I love yeah. it. So today we're going to talk about quitting. Mm-hmm. quitting. So like, Isn't that such a fun word? Quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I mean, like, I think sometimes quitting has such a, like a, a sad, like negative kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're a quitter yeah. and other times right. it's just like, I quit and, and it can feel really mm-hmm. good. So I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see like yeah. Why did you want to talk about this today? What came Well, through? if you can guess, I recently <laughs> quit something, <laughs> which is why I wanted to, to talk about it. Well, and it's just because I personally was struggling with it um, for a little can bit. You, can it, you talk and, about what you quit? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, so, I'm, so I'm a teacher and my secondary, that's my primary position, like my mm-hmm. job, like my salary. It's you know, and um, my secondary position at my school is um, an assistant athletic director. Mm. So I don't know if I've talked about that before. I'm not sure. I can't remember. But okay, so that I, and normally what what that means is I assist my main athletic director. There's actually a couple of us. Um, he's got like four of us. Um, mm. We have a big school. It takes a lot for all of us to run the athletic programs. And I'm a PE teacher. I love sports. I've played sports my whole life. So I kind of took on that second, um, that secondary position just as a little, a little bit of extra income. And I liked to stay involved and, um, you know, and I'm just like, I want to, you know, you know, be involved and continue doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so what I basically, what I would basically do is, um, 
I write daily emails, um, like newsletters, basically, to our staff about what sports are going on for the week, um, you know, results like scores and stuff. And then I also basically work games, like I'll stay after and work football games, I'll work, mm. I'll work all the sports games. And I just, I'm just an assistant to where I'm like, what do you need from me? What can I do? You know? And so I've been doing that for the past five years. And that was also overlapped with, I was a, a, an assistant varsity softball coach for five years. Um, all of that kind of overlapped into being an athletic director. And then I quit being a softball coach four years ago, three or four years ago. And then I was just an athletic director, mm-hmm. you know, aside from my teaching job. Um, but I just, re- I kind of suddenly quit this okay. secondary position actually. So you quit um, the assistant athletic director job? <laughs> yes. Okay. So this was a few months ago. This may have been like immediately after like one of our last mm-hmm. sessions sessions or whatever because we haven't it's talked about it and it's been you know it's all your fault. <laughs> we recorded and boom I quit no uh, we we had an we actually and you know what and in the back of my mind I was planning to maybe let go of the position the following school year I was just mm-hmm. kind of like thinking of it maybe I want to take a break from it or I don't know um, but I did love being involved so that was like kind of on my mind but I quit suddenly um, there was an incident at one of our football games. Um, it was, I won't get into it into like a lot of detail just because it's, a, it was just basically like a lockdown scare, mm. like one of those situations. It's like, it's like a teacher's worst nightmare, right? Um, yeah. the type where it basically, we thought there was a gunman on campus. Um, there was not, or at least we didn't see one, mm. but it was super hectic, super chaotic. They had to shut the game down. It was just a lot was happening. And there was a lot, a lot of concerns I had after the fact. And I basically was in like a mental state of like, I like, nope, I am, don't feel comfortable working any more games. And, mm. um, and then from there, I just kind of made, I, I kind of made the decision to just be like, this is my, I hate saying the word out but this is my, I was thinking of not doing it next year anyway. So um, I'm just, no, I'm done. But it took a lot of encouragement and coaxing from some of my, some of my good friends. Cause I was, I was like trying to talk through it. Like it was like semi traumatizing (laughs) in in terms of like how, how I was trying to handle it, how I thought about it. And, you know, and so um, anyway, I, I hate quitting things. I've always, you know, I have, I've always had that mentality of like, you know, I'm an athlete. So like, you know, you push through it, you don't give up, you, you know, um, fake it till you make it, you're not, you know, don't be a quitter. But, um, and I hate quitting things suddenly. I like to finish and then just kind of say, Hey, I'm not returning or I'm not whatever. Mm. And which is what I was planning to do. But there was just something about what happened here that, and then my friends of course were helpful, but it just kind of, I gave myself permission to, you know what? It's okay. The world will go on. I am replaceable in that job. And um, I got to do this for my own health, my own mental health, and just kind of step away from it. And it's okay. The, it's, you know, no one's going to hate me. Like, you know, I just, I struggled yeah. with all that, all those thoughts around it. And so I did, I went, I told, I talked to my athletic director and he was super supportive, which was really nice. And he has other assistants, not to, I mean, I'm just a, a small piece of the puzzle, but I was mostly sad to let go of, okay, I'm not working any more games. I'm not going to be involved as much. Um, and so anyway, so that was my, 
that was a big deal for me to just in the middle or at the beginning, I guess, of the school year. Like, mm-hmm. like we hadn't, we haven't even gotten through fall sports yet <laughs> before I was like, nope, I'm done. Um, you know, so, so that happened. And so I've had lots of conversations with friends about that, about, I feel bad for quitting. And they're like, why do you feel bad? I'm like, I don't know. I just do. And mm-hmm. so I've just been, you know, there's lots of, you know, thoughts around that, that I have about just quitting and more and more I'm okay with it the more time goes on I'm like it's fine look the world is going on they're fine without me it's okay no one's mad at you and if they are (laughs) it's fine like whatever they can be mad yeah um they're not the ones that really they're not Mm -hmm. they don't have to be you so yeah right exactly and since that since that game a lot of things have changed like our protocols have changed so I'm really happy to see that it's got and it's and it's been better so um, it was just one of those sudden decisions that kind of led me See, to make that choice. It's it's interesting because like, and this is like aside from like the topic of quitting, but like, mm-hmm. it's interesting um, how you say it was a sudden decision because it really wasn't. Yeah. It really <laughs> wasn't sudden, right? Like you made this decision, um, but your, your mind and your ego was like, we'll do this next year. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like for whatever reason, like, no, we don't want to do this now. And da, da, da. like we, you know, and, and then, and not to get super woo woo, but like the universe was like, uh-uh. <laughs> you've already said what you've wanted. You've already claimed it. So like, we're going to make, this is going to happen. Yeah. And that's what like, that mm. tends to happen. I think a lot of the times, like um, if you've ever like decided you were over a relationship, right. And you're like, okay, at the end of this month, after they pay rent or like some crap, right. Like they're, I'm done with this. I'm done with them. And then like something happens where it's just like, it, you always have like way less time than you think you do when you're going to leave a person or a job or a situation. Uh, because it's like, once you make that decision, like wheels are already in motion. Mm-hmm. you can't you can't hang on for a full year faking the fact that you want to be there when you're like I already know I'm yeah. done wow <laughs> everything you just said I'm like yep that's true yeah that's true and that's true no it is because it's you're right like I thought I was like I'm not doing it I immediately at the beginning of the school year I'm like I don't think I'm gonna do this next year I think I just a lot's been going on you know with even just in, and for me personally, it was just with the teaching role, we went from distance learning to mm. concurrent learning. And now we're back to full. It's just been a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so if any teachers listening out there, you know what I'm talking about. And so just adding, right. Adding on to just, okay, I got to do the, you know, sports stuff, the athletic stuff. It was just a lot. So that's why I'm like, I'm not going to do it next year, but you're so right. Like as soon as that thing happened, I was like, Nope, I'm out. I'm this done. is it. This is, that was my time. Right. It was, yeah. but, but it was hard for me to, to actually do it. It was easy in my mind to say, yep, nope, this is it. I'm done. But it was super hard to just come out and say it to face the reality of I'm quitting. Yeah. Right well, now. think about all the conditioning. I mean, especially you're in sports. Okay. Like mm-hmm. that's, that has even another layer, right? Like quitter, you know, <laughs> like if you, yeah. if you quit, like that's in sports, especially that, that there's a whole negative connotation on that. And then in society, you know, like quitters never win and, and you mm-hmm. only fail if you quit <laughs> like right. all of yep. these, you know, phrases and, and whatnot. And, and the reality is like, you get to decide that something is no longer for you mm-hmm. and then stop friggin' doing that. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's, yep. it doesn't have to 
mean anything more Mm -hmm. than like, this isn't for me anymore. This doesn't fit. It's not in alignment. I'm not, I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. anymore. That gets to be okay. That gets to be enough of a reason. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, and then I don't know. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it was pride that was involved too. Like, do you think that's the thing? Like when people, you know, like you said, like, especially I have an athletic background, so I'm like, nope, I'm going to tough it out. I'm going to just do it. But a lot of the times I think people just, you know, their pride and I get, if we can back up to like, what is the definition of like pride? Like I'm like, I hear that word and like, I'm like, sometimes I'm like, what is what pride, like I'm too prideful. Sometimes I get confused, but yeah, I don't know. Well, there's I'm like to hear two, your thoughts. you know, being proud, like you get to be proud of something. Right. I'm proud of myself. You know, that's one thing, but like being prideful is, is like almost like you're just trying to save face, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you, um, you don't want other people to see <laughs> like that truth because there's, there's embarrassment and shame maybe rolled up in that. Right. Yeah. And so like being too prideful to let down your guard, be vulnerable and say like, this isn't for me anymore because, you know, maybe you're worried about what other people think. And I think that that's, you know, um, being prideful is, is, is like kind of instilled in us in, in a way where it's just like, you know, you don't want other people to see that side of you. Yeah. Right? Totally. I have too much pride for other people mm-hmm. to see me fail or quit. Like, you know, <laughs> see me quit. Like it's, but, um, I think like we're moving into a, an era and it's really exciting. I think to see people just owning that they just don't want to friggin' do something anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that not because it doesn't have to mean anything about you, right. You deciding mm-hmm. that this was no longer for you doesn't mean anything bad about you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean like oh well you're shitty or like you're um, not a hard worker or like you just don't care. It doesn't mean any of those things. It just means like this was just not something that was for you any anymore. It wasn't feeling good, and you get to decide to no longer do it. Yeah. You know, and like so when back when I was um considering quitting Rebellia, which honestly, guys, I probably have decided I was going to quit Rebellia like a hundred times in the past like <laughs> like how many years? Um, but this last like May, April, when I was like, I'm really going to quit, it was because I couldn't I couldn't see things differently. Mm-hmm. I thought that I had you know I went from like starting out to like trying to skip steps and rush and be big. I wanted to be this big mega boutique or mega store, you know, um, because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. I felt like that's, you weren't successful if you didn't do that. And so when I was ready to quit, it was because I was, I really wanted to embrace my coaching. I absolutely love my coaching. Um, I wanted to put the majority of my effort in that. And I wasn't able to see the store for anything, any, anything else. It was like, no, it's mammoth. It takes up a bazillion percent of my time. Um, it costs a ton of money to operate. I'm not doing, you know, what I want to be doing. I'm not as big as I, as I want to be, but I'm still trying to be big. And I had to like, uh, you know, I, I, I probably would have just quit if my husband hadn't have just like given me shown a light on like something that could have been different. Right. And it was like, no, 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 it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be this mega thing. It can be, it could be a hobby. Like there are some people who are like, hobbyist, you know, (laughs) and it's definitely not a hobby. We're still not there. Like it's not a hobby uh, at all. Like it's still a full-blown business. 
Um, but I, I didn't quit because it was like, oh, I can find a way to restructure this. So it's still in alignment with who I am and what I want and what I want to do and the other things that I want to do. Um, but a lot of what kept me from quitting over the years was I was so, I was like horrified, mortified to even think about like the girls that like have been supporting me. Like how could, Mm. how could they support me for years? And then me just turn around and like, like I felt like I was slapping them in the face and that, you know, it was really hard to think it was a lot about saving face. A lot of it was about pride for sure. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, And a lot of the times they were what kept me going Mm. and their comments and their pictures and like, their love of the brand is what kept me going. And I wanted to quit so many times and I felt shame, shameful about wanting to quit. And I, and I would have, when I, when I got to the point when I was like, I'm going to quit, (laughs) I had gotten through all of that. I had moved past that. I was like, you know, it'll be really sad. And I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who are disappointed, but like, I can't keep doing this for them. I can't keep doing this for other people. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the way that this is and the way that I'm operating is no longer an alignment for me. And I know where I need to put the majority of my, my energy and effort. And so, like I said, if my husband had never even presented like another way to like do this, like, yeah. like, Hey Crystal, you don't have to be the hundred. You can be at like 50 and that'll be okay too. It's like, what? Um, <laughs> then I would have, and I would have quit and I would have honestly felt mm-hmm. good about it. Yeah. As good as I could yeah. about it. It would have still been very right. sad because, yeah, you know, and I'm sure for mm-hmm. you, like, you know, loving yeah. what you do, mm-hmm. there's like a, a, a sadness element to it yeah. where you're like, shit, I'm no longer going to be doing that. Yeah. Well, that's funny. So everything that you j- were just saying, like, oh, there's a different way to do it. And, um, and, you know, quitting for yourself and, and not doing it just to do it for other people. Right. So the portion of my athletic, my assistant AD spot that I actually kept is the newsletter emails, the daily it's called. Cause you like it. Yeah, because I like it. Well, and like at first my, my athletic director was like, so until we find someone else to do the emails, because that was just part of my like job title, like we all have different things we yeah. do and that was just my thing. And I kind of said, you know what, I'll just, it's not like that is, I, and you know, it's funny, it's more so of me. I don't trust anyone else to do it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and I like, I like doing it. it. It keeps me and that's how it can keep me in the loop of um the uh scores the records and people this you know the coaches already know to email me about like what happened at the game and I could put it in the newsletter and so for me that that is a way for me for myself to stay involved like I'm not asking like I don't want I'm not asking for anything of it I just want to keep doing it and so I found that little loophole to Mm -hmm. stay involved but you know without the official AD title and you know working games and doing all the extra stuff yeah. Um, you know, which has been nice. And that's the other thing. It's just, it's, uh, I've, I've noticed I'm like, okay, now I'm not working games. I can go do some things for myself. Yeah. I can get a workout in. I can go catch up with a friend. I could just sit at home. Shit. Just <laughs> sit at home, <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> you know? And so I used to feel guilty about that. Like I always felt like I had to like still be at work and still be doing something. So, mm. um, so I definitely, yeah, my my friends are like, you don't have to keep doing the emails. And another coworker emailed me like, I thought you weren't, you know, you're not AD. Are you should you be doing the emails? So I'm like, I want to. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me have this. <laughs> Get off me. Yeah, yeah. Let me so, have this. Yeah, yeah. Well, times have changed. You know, we're not in like the uh, our parents, right? We're we're mm-hmm. in that era of like you 
you get a job and you stay with that company mm-hmm. for like 50 years and you get the watch mm-hmm. and like the pension <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. then you retire and then you live your life. And like, that's yeah. not, that's not who we yeah. are anymore. You know, like our generation yeah. and our younger generations are like hop job hopping, like, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. some are doing it because, you know, like, maybe they suck at their job, but like others are doing it. Cause they're like, no, I'm, I'm not, I don't like how I'm treated here. I don't like the culture here. I want to find something that's more, you know, mm-hmm. better for me. Or, you know, I've been in this um, industry for X amount of, of years and like it, it was the thing. And I really loved it when I came in, but now I'm, I'm passionate about trying this other thing and getting to do that. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I think that that's wonderful. I think that's what we should do. But we, you know, we were locked into this thing that we have to be, we have to be this person, this identity, this job for our whole lives. And we just don't. Right. Exactly. Well, and that was, and that was also me a few years ago when I quit coaching softball. Mm. At the time I, I coached softball for five years. And then I think the last, I think two years, the last year or two of me coaching softball, I was also an athletic director. So those things kind of crossed over at some point. So I was doing both of them aside from teaching. So when I quit softball like that, it was easier. Basically it was easier for me to approach quitting the athletic director position because I went through the pain Mm. of quitting the first time with quitting coaching softball. That was super hard. That was so hard just because I loved it, but I knew that I needed to step away from it and that it wasn't for me anymore. But that was, yeah. And I felt like a failure. I felt like, you know, that was just really difficult, but this time around it was still hard, but it was more so like, okay, I quit that thing and I'm fine. And like I've yeah. evolved and everyone's okay. You survived. Like, the wor- exactly. The world goes on. Like, it, and I have this quote, I don't know who said it. I always steal quotes, but, um, you, what is it? Give me one second. Um, you, it's basically the quote says you are, you are not your job, like who you are as a person. Have I said that before on here? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's good in, anyway, like you, <laughs> you are you, you are not your job. Your job is what you do yeah. basically. And so I have to like keep reminding myself that as well. Like at the end of the day, like I'm still a person and I'm still me. I have my own your hobbies and my own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's, you know, and I think that as humans and, and societally, we attach to identities and like run with them, right? Like the mom identity or like the fitness person identity. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. who we present ourselves to the world, but we grow and change and evolve mm-hmm. over time. And so like, there's going to be a point where an identity that felt like really friggin' good, just like, doesn't, doesn't fit anymore. Right. And so mm-hmm. we can't think about who is this person that faces the world all the time? We have to think about, you know, that 30 seconds when you wake up in the morning before you put on the hat of mm-hmm. like wife, girlfriend, friend, sister, teacher, coworker, boss, whatever, right? Who is that person? Who is she before we before we stack on all the labels? And if we can like mm-hmm. take care of that person, if we can love that person, and we can make that person feel seen and loved by us ourselves, but then like it doesn't matter what hat you wear, what identity you get to put on, you know, and you feel more comfortable about interchanging those identities, swapping them, releasing mm-hmm. ones that don't serve you, bringing on new ones that feel good if we have that foundation taken care of. Yeah, I love it. 
There's your, there's your quote right there. That was awesome. <laughs> no, that was good. It's like, it's just, yeah. All the editors forget. be like, get that one. <laughs> get, get that one. Exactly. Uh, we get, no, I think we get so wrapped up into, you know, what we're doing, you know, with our, like you said, with the titles and the labels and just like, that's not, you know, at the end of the day, it's, and again, it's, I was raised by baby boomers. Like right. I just, you know, we're very proud, yeah. you know. <laughs> Very much like you go to work, you know, you, you work and you, you stay, you know, stay at that job forever or whatever. Um, and you forget at the end of the day, like you're still a person, like you still have feelings, you still have things you want to do. You don't have to be chained to that. I re- I, a few years ago, I actually stopped. I took my work emails off my phone. Mm. I'm like, I'm not, because a few, there were nights where I'd be up all night because I would get an email from a parent really late at night. Like, and a couple <laughs> of them were not cool. Like, yeah, emails and it pops up on my phone and I'm like, oh, look at this. And I'm like, oh, great. And it's like, I'm about to go to bed. And it's like, no, I could have waited. Like work is going to be there in the morning. That's still yeah. going to be there. Like I need to take care of my mental. That's you throwing you know, your boundaries being. right in the trash and being like, I'll respond to a parent at 10 PM. Like they're oh. not going to continue to do it because they absolutely will if they know you'll respond. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell no. Uh-uh. Yeah. Putting up those, yeah. Putting up that boundary was like the best thing ever for me. And then like, eh, yeah. And then, yeah. Um, my coworkers be like, didn't you get that email? And I'm like, what email? And they're like, yeah, so-and-so at seven at night. And I'm like, are you joking? Why are you checking your emails at seven yeah. at night? So I'm just like, nope, not doing it. Yeah. Can't do it. That's still one. Like, so. I mean, for me, I like feel like I work around the clock. And so it's like, you know, there are times where mm-hmm. like, if I get like a customer service email and it's like 10 PM, and especially if it's a night of a drop, I'm like, all right, I'll just reply to that, you know? Yeah. But, but there are <laughs> other times where, yeah, where I'm just like, no, I'm not going to reply to this. And if someone like gets mad at me, well, then they need to like check themselves because like, how are you going to email someone at like 11 PM yeah. on a Saturday night and think that like, you're going to hear back on a Sunday, you know, like it's yeah. just like give people their right. but yeah. expectations. Um, and you know, you train people how, how, yeah. how to treat you. Um, but yeah, so like, I want to put this out there to you guys, like listening, like quitting is okay. It's okay to quit. Um, you're not the same person you were 10 minutes ago. Forget like a year ago or five years ago or whenever you got into what it is you're in. And I think a lot of the times we try to put what we do, we try to put our job and ourselves in a box. Um, and it's funny because, you know, I had a client the other day talking about, um, her job and, you know, like feeling like, feeling like she doesn't love it. Not like she hates it, but just like, oh, I don't love the industry I'm in because of like of X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. And, and I I think I said something that's probably like really, uh, not what other coaches might say (laughs) (laughs) because yes, you know what, if you don't love what you're doing, go freaking do something else. Right. But, Mm -hmm. but I said to her, I was like, listen, you don't have to love your job. <laughs> you can still be in your job and, and, and make good money and do your thing and, and come home. As long as you don't hate it, it's not like killing your soul, right? If, yeah. you, if you don't love your job, but it's supporting your life, and then you leave your job and you have this like big, beautiful, full life outside of your job and, and your job supports all of this other stuff in your life and you get to do what you want to do, then like, it's, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. And I think we live in a society where it's, you have to love your job. If you don't love your job, 
quit and like they find something else. And it's like, maybe the thing that you really love to do is like finger paint on a Sunday and like your art's <laughs> never going to sell because it's for you and it makes you happy yeah. and brings you joy. And mm-hmm. it's like not something you want to monetize. And like, you just go to your job. It supports your life. It supports your lifestyle, it supports your hobby, it supports your family. And like, you really have a passion for finger painting, but you have zero desire to go anywhere with it. Like, that's okay. You yeah. don't have to monetize every hobby. You don't have to, you know, like your gifts to the world don't always have to be through your uh, employment. Right. Yeah. And, and if it, and if it is awesome, if you get to wake up every, like I am so fucking fortunate. I don't use the word lucky because I don't believe in that. Um, but I am, I'm very <laughs> fortunate that I've put myself in a position where I get to wake up every day and I get to serve other human beings and it makes me in both of my businesses and it makes me so happy and lights me up and I love it. Yeah. I, and that's why I work all the time because I enjoy it and I love it. And, and then, you know, it makes me happy, but I've also had jobs where I worked for other people, um, that I enjoyed to the extent it was, it was, I like so in love with it. Like some jobs. Yeah. But others, not so yeah. much, but like, I still was like happy and content as a human Right. as a person because my life outside mm-hmm. of my job was was pretty yeah. good or you know as yeah. good as it could have been at the time because you know we weren't always right. we weren't always happy and healed but you know like <laughs> you know I, mean, I had a job always a work like, in progress yeah I had a job at a pet store I worked at a pet store in like yeah. Florida Keys and like I hung out with like little birds all day and like <laughs> you know like it wasn't like a yeah. Uh, yeah what am I doing with my life I work at a pet store like <laughs> I was that. And then I, I worked as a Jack Daniels girl on the weekends and then just like, you know, yeah. like I had fun, yeah. I made good money and, it, and, and my life yeah. outside, it was pretty cool. Yeah. It's I love like, that you brought that up. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause I think, I think that, and that's one of the driving forces behind my, you know, one of the decisions behind, you know, to like quit coaching softball or quit basically my secondary positions, you know, yeah. as, um, you know, at, at my teaching job, because, um, teaching is just so mentally draining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, and you know, you have great days and you have shitty days. You have days, again, any teacher friends listening, sometimes me and my coworkers are like, what else can I do for a profession? Because I just can't today. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, and so it just, it makes sense to, you know, if you have a full life outside of that, if you have shitty days and that's the day's actually like not so bad, you know, it's like, and and for me to be to be at school all day, and if it was a shitty day, and I'm like, cool, I got to stay here and work a game until eleven o'clock at night, and so not to not get to have that break and to have mm. that full life that I love outside of that, and that was one of the one of the reasons, like like I said, driving forces behind my potential to quit next year <laughs> before <laughs> you know before that thing happened to where it kind of you know forced me to like, nope, you're done now. But but I'm so glad you said that because I think people need to hear that because it's, you don't, you know, there's a quote, do what you love, love what you do. And that doesn't mean, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean at work or at work all the time. Yeah. You know, like you said, and to have that balance, that work-life balance, you know, to have that balance of just being, you know, um, peaceful, blissful, joyful, happy, whatever word you want to use outside of that. And like you said, I like how you said, like, if, you know, your job, if, even if you don't love it, if you like it or not like it that much or whatever, if that's bringing in, you know, the lifestyle that you want in terms of you can, you know, do what you like outside of it. That is, yeah. that's, that's okay. And that's, you can I think always it's okay. quit and find something else. Like you can always do that. Right. Like that's, 
always an option. Yeah. And, you know, people are so scared, mm-hmm. so scared sometimes to, to do that or to switch industries over. or to start. Yeah. I feel like they're starting yeah. over, but right. it's like, it's all available to you. Like you don't have to do yeah. anything you don't want to do. And, mm-hmm. um, and I do feel like, you know, there are some, there are some industries that are really, 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 really hard to work in and they can mm-hmm. eat at your soul. But I believe that if you are, um, if you're a person who sees the problems in this, mm-hmm. right. And you're like, this industry sucks because of X, Y, Z, right? Like people don't give a shit or this is hard or blah, blah, blah. And you can see that. And you are a person who is like the antithesis of that. Maybe you get to be the person who shifts the industry. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get to be the person who can see things differently and make, and make changes or start your own thing that's in that space. Mm -hmm. But like your own way that's a possibility yeah, yeah. there are Love so it. many options yeah it's just hard to I, it's that word quit like you said at the beginning has such like a negative connotation mm-hmm. like negative like you know supposed to be negative but like I can do it quit do it <laughs> there's I probably have already said this on the podcast before so forgive me um but <laughs> I remember I was like listening I think it was like a TikTok and someone was saying you know the story about this lawyer, um, you know, he'd went through, went through gra- uh, regular, you know, undergrad, then went through law school, all of that. Spent all this time in school. Cause we know that lawyer, you know, being a lawyer takes a lot of schooling and, yeah. and was a lawyer for a year and was like, I'm done. This sucks. I don't like this, you know? Yeah. And everyone's like, what? No, like you can't quit now. Like, look at all this time you put in, you put in eight years, blah, 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 however many years of school. And like, mm-hmm. oh, you've just like done all, blah, 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 all this money, all this work, all this time. And he allowed that those voices to keep him in it. And then like 50 mm. years later, still miserable, still hating being a lawyer. So it's like, wow. would you rather spend however, you know, eight years, wow. eight years of schooling in one year of misery, realizing how much this sucks to do or mm-hmm. 50 years because of the eight years you spent, you are yeah. not, is not, it does not have to be a life sentence. You can absolutely right. go to school, spend a bunch of money on something and decide like, this is not for me. How are you supposed to know if you even like something, if you don't do it? Yeah. And most of, most people mm-hmm. aren't getting to do the thing until they like go through either the schooling or the the training mm-hmm. or the whatever it is to get to do yeah. the thing. You don't know if you like the thing until you get to do the thing. Yeah. And yeah. just because you're in the thing now doesn't mean you have to stay there if you don't freaking like it. And you can determine yeah. that in a week or two or a year and be yeah. like, I don't like this. This is not what I thought it was going to be. And you get to quit. Mm-hmm. And quitting doesn't have to be a dirty word. It can be liberating and we get to celebrate that. I love oh, it. Quitting doesn't have to be dirty. That was good. That was, was good. <laughs> it was. That was perfect. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't okay. have to be a dirty word. Okay. So, so yeah. here's your permission yeah. slip, you guys. Like Deb and I have given you permission. Yeah. If you couldn't give it to yourself, that if mm-hmm. there's something Do that it. you've been desiring to just quit in your life and it's just not serving you, it's not feeling good, it's not an alignment. Do it. Do it. It'll be okay. Life will go on. You'll be okay. Everyone will be okay. Everyone will be okay. So DM us about it, but then also don't blame us for it if it doesn't go right. (laughs) (laughs) 
don't blame us if you're unhappy with that decision. Okay. But like, <laughs> but we're giving you permission to quit. <laughs> yeah. All right, Deb, where can our friends find you? Oh, you guys can find me on Instagram. I'm Instagram heavy. That's basically all I have. Um, at ginger spice 28. Awesome. That's all right, guys. And you guys know you can find me on Excel Rose. Uh, I love you. Keep listening. Tell your friends to listen. You guys, uh, that's the thing about podcasting is that, you know, this is free content for you. And so you sharing with your friends means the world to me. I appreciate you so much and we'll see you next time. If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.